0: Unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. David, how are you doing today?
1: Nathan, I'm great. How are you?
0: I am fantastic. I'm in good spirits, and I got the notes last night about today's episode, and I couldn't sleep because I was so excited about the topic that we're going to be covering. So I'm going to hand it over to you.
1: Couldn't sleep. That's why you're drinking coffee. Well, (laughs) I hope this is worth it. All right. So today we return to the Old Master series, but with a twist. We're going to use some secrets from one old master, look at the famous work of another this all came together last week when i was going over the chapter on intensification from breakthrough advertising Mm -hmm. with a client breakthrough advertising of course is gene schwartz's master work on copywriting part two of the book is seven chapters on the basic techniques of breakthrough advertising and the first of those Seven techniques is what Gene Schwartz calls intensification. Basically, it's how to get your hands on your prospect's feeling of desire and push it through the roof. Mm. And I, I was struggling on how to put this together in a podcast, Then I had an idea. Why not take John Capel's famous ad, they laughed when I sat down at the piano, and see how Capel's, himself used these intensification techniques or steps. Now, you might not be surprised that even though the ad was written 40 years before the book was, Caples knew what he was doing and he used a bunch of the techniques. I also don't think you'll be a bit surprised when I tell you that copy is powerful. (laughs) You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast And most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims and or if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health, finance, and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So as we get started, in this one chapter, you should know there are actually 10 intensification steps in the chapter plus three other tricks all in all this is just one of 14 chapters in the whole book so wow and we're only going to cover five of the intense 10 intensification steps today first because we do not have time for 10 but second because i'd like to leave out five so you'll be encouraged to get your own copy of breakthrough advertising from brian kurtz i'll give you a link in the show notes Really, it's one of the best copywriting books ever written, and you've already gotten a glimpse of so much in each chapter, just from what I told you. You could spend years and make a fortune learning what's in the whole book. Now, as to Caples, Gene Schwartz actually mentioned this ad as a great example of one of the intensification steps, and we'll cover that step, but it turns out Caples included more than one intensification step just in this ad. It's interesting to look at this ad, one of the most famous in history, because of the unusual way Capels use these steps. He skips around from the normal order you would put them in. You'll see what I mean once we get started looking at the copy. So before we start, any thoughts on all this?
0: No, I just want to plug the fact that when you get break, breakthrough advertising from Brian Kurtz, you also have the ability to get The Brilliance Breakthrough, which is also another great book, but I don't want to divert from today's topic.
1: Okay, so we'll we'll get back to intensification. The first intensification step is simply to present the product. And Gene recommends you do this first, but that doesn't always work best, as we'll see in the moment. The thing about this first step is it's basic and unvarnished. As Gene puts it, first present the product, or the satisfaction it gives directly, bluntly, by a thorough, complete, detailed description of its appearance or the results it gives. In other words, tell me what it is and what it does. No frills. Sometimes, as copywriters, we get so caught up in nightmare stories and arsenals of bullet points and fancy nested open loops that we forget to do this basic thing, When we forget to do it, it annoys our prospects and it suffocates sales. So it's basic, but it's important and necessary. Now, Caples doesn't do this first step until the middle of the ad. He's already done the steps two and four we're going to talk about today. Step two, put the claims in action. Step four, bring in an audience. He does those first. So let's look at how he does step one, where he presents the product. Quit your kidding, laughed Arthur, an accomplished pianist. You've been studying for years, I can tell. I've been studying only a short while, I insisted. I decided to keep it a secret so I could surprise you folks. Then I told them the whole story. Have you ever heard of the U.S. School of Music, I asked. A few of my friends nodded. That's a correspondence school, isn't it? They exclaimed. Exactly, I replied. They have a new simplified method that can teach you to play any instrument by mail in just a few months. That's it. That's your step one. He's put it in dialogue, and so it hardly sounds like a pitch, right? But he presents the product in its most basic form, something you can get in the mail that teaches you to play any instrument in just a few months. Mm -hmm. What's more impressive to me is Capels was only 27 years old when he wrote this ad which we're still talking about 100 years later. The key thing to notice about what Kaples did is this first step contains a feature and a benefit. Not only do you tell what it is, but if you're selling an aesthetic experience like a scarf, then you mention its appearance. If you're selling something that creates results like a course, then you tell what it is plus the results. And that's what Kaples did when he said, they have a simplified method that can teach you to play any instrument by mail in just a few minutes. What it is and what it does, nice and clean. Don.
0: I'm going to add in my experience how Capel's moved this behind a couple of steps, the reveal of the actual product itself. I find that if it's a product with a lot of brand awareness with the market that I'm talking to I'll jump right to the top. The first thing will be, hey, this new thing from this company will get you this result. But if it's to a colder audience or if it's a less known brand or a less known product, sometimes I will move it to the second or third step to kind of warm them up before I jump into what it is that I have to sell them.
1: That's a really good distinction. And you know, one way of like hyper-speeding the familiarization with the product is through a story, mm-hmm. right?
0: Exactly. And that's what he did in that piece of copy.
1: It It is. So let's go to that. And that's actually, I think like the Well, it, it start it starts here with what we're going to do in, in the second intensification step, which is put the claims in action. And this is where we go from 2d to 3d with the third dimension being time. Gene writes, Now that you have presented your main description, you are ready to expand the image. One of the most effective ways to do this is to put the product in action for your reader. Think about it. A kid's red wagon is still two-dimensional if you're looking at a picture of it. It's a certain length and a certain height. But if you watch a video of the wagon rolling down the hill, now you've added a third dimension time. And that's when the product's in action. A huge advantage as a marketer when... You put a product in action, even if just in what you write is you begin to get the prospect to imagine having and using the product themselves. Mm -hmm. This gets more intense in step three, but let's stick to step two, which is put the claims in action for now. And remember, you don't always have to do these steps in the order Gene presents them in the book, and yet they still work. Caples did this second step after he did the fourth step. Bringing in an audience, which is what he did when he started the ad. But here's how he did this second step. I played through the first bars of Litz's immortal Liebenstreiner. I heard gasps of amazement. My friends sat breathless, spellbound. I played on and on. And as I played, I forgot the people around me. I forgot the hour, the place, the breathless listeners, The little world I lived in seemed to fade, seemed to grow dim, unreal. Only the music was real. Only the music and the visions it brought me, visions as beautiful and as changing as the windblown clouds and drifting moonlight that long ago inspired the master composer. It seemed as if the master musician himself were speaking to me, speaking through the medium of music, not in words, but in chords not in sentences, but in exquisite melodies. Now, it is not known if Caples was a cannabis user, Mm. but he would not have needed to be to experience what he wrote and to write it. What Caples is describing here really nicely is a flow state, which is the optimal state of mind to create and perform beautiful music, weed or no weed. Notice how this description will intensify the desire of any reader who wants to learn to play piano. I mean, who wouldn't want to feel that way when they're playing? So the lesson here is when you put your product or service in action, go one step further. Figure out how your prospect would like to feel when they Mm. use your product and give them a description that allows them to preview having that feeling.
0: Okay, so in non-copy sales and actual sales, actual sales, in regular sales, they have a thing called the puppy dog close where you're like, hey, just take the dog for the weekend and let me know if you don't want it on Monday, bring it back, no questions asked. But you experience having a dog for the weekend, you don't want to give that dog back. Apple in the iPhone stores, they do a similar thing. They let you pick up the iPhone. They let you play with the apps. They let you hold it in your hand and experience what it's like to have the brand new iPhone. And it gives you a sense of ownership. It gives you that feeling of ownership, of experience, and then you don't want to give it back. You've you've adopted it as your own. This feels like it's doing the same thing with copy. It's using copy to... Ha- deliver that experience so that you feel it, so that you're there, so that you don't want to give it back.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, once you have it, why do you want to give it back? Oops, I haven't paid for it yet. I guess I (laughs) got to do that. Okay. I want to take a moment to point out how vitally important headlines are in copy. As you may already know, the strength of your headline accounts for up to 80 or even 90% of the effectiveness of your ad. Think about that. What if there were a way to shortcut the headline writing process and start a new headline based on a proven winner? Well, there is. It's all in my book called advertising headlines that make you rich. This book is available now on amazon.com advertising headlines that make you rich. What's unique about this book is it shows you exactly how to adapt a proven winner to your product or service because I show you 10 adaptations for each headline in different niches, and explain the psychology of how to adapt a headline. Advertising headlines that make you rich in hard copy and Kindle formats on Amazon. Now, back to our show. All right, the third intensification step, bring in the reader. Always write with your reader in mind, but this intensification step takes this important idea one step further. It includes the reader in the copy. Gene's advice is, if your product lends itself to this kind of treatment, put your reader smack in the middle of the product in action story and give him a verbal demonstration of what will happen to him the first day he owns the product. Now, back to Caples. Notice Caples does not focus on fingers pounding on the piano keyboard. Instead, though he does it briefly, he emphasizes again how the product prospect will feel about themselves. Now, other people regard the prospect once they have learned what's in the course and he saves this to the end of the ad even though it's only his third gene's third step he saves it to the end of the ad and includes it as an important part of the call to action listen if you are in earnest about wanting to play your favorite instrument if you really want to gain happiness and increase your popularity send it once for the free booklet and demonstration lesson no cost, no obligation. Right now, we are making a special offer for a limited number of new students. Sign and send the convenient coupon now before it's too late to gain the benefits of the offer. Instruments supplied when needed, cash or credit. U.S. School of Music, 82 Brunswick Building, New York City. This is interesting. Somehow, Capel's new... The reason people play music is to win the love of the crowd. Mm. This brings to mind a famous line from the movie Gladiator. I was not the best because I killed quickly. I was the best because the crowd loved me. Win the crowd and you will win your freedom. That's kind of an eternal law, as true today as it was in ancient Rome. Well, (laughs)
0: You know, I don't know if I can even add to that. That was such a good point. Just keeping the audience in mind and knowing what it is that drives them and making sure that you don't ignore that, making sure that it's about what they want, not what you want and understanding that that's. I think in sales, that's something that, and in copy, a lot of times that's something that we forget. We're so focused on what we want them to do that we forget about what it is that they want out of the transaction. And this this nailed the point perfectly.
1: All right. Well, thank you. Okay. Let's go to the fourth intensification step, which is bring in an audience. And Gene puts this later in the middle of his list of 10, but it doesn't have to be that late in your copy. Here's what Gene says about this step, bring in an audience. At the end of this passage, other actors besides the readers are brought into the scene. Each one of them, each group of them, provides a fresh new perspective through which a reader can view the product. Seen through their eyes, experienced through their actions and reactions, the product performances become new, vivid, and completely different again. And what Jean says reminds me of an exercise I was taught by a very successful writer of science fiction. It's not just for fiction, though it works great in copy, looking at something from different points of view, especially when it's realistic and it's all building towards increasing the desire on the part of your prospect. Though this is our fourth step here, Capel starts with it. The masterful copy he wrote is what makes the ad so memorable as well as effective. Listen. Headline. They laughed when I sat down at the piano. But when I started to play, copy. Arthur had just played the rosary. The room rang with applause. I decided this would be a dramatic moment for me to make my debut. To the amazement of all my friends, I strode confidently over to the piano and sat down. Jack is up to his old tricks, somebody chuckled. The crowd laughed. They were all certain I couldn't play a single note. Can he really play? I heard a girl whisper to Arthur. Heavens, no, Arthur explained. He never played a note in his life, but you just watch him, this is gonna be good. I decided to make the most of the situation. With mock dignity, I drew out a silk handkerchief and lightly dusted off the piano keys then rose and gave the revolving piano stool a quarter turn, just as I had seen an imitator of Paderewski do in a vaudeville sketch. What do you think of his execution? called a voice from the rear. We're in favor of it, came back the answer, and the crowd rocked with laughter. Then I started to play. Instantly a tense silence fell on all all the guests. The laughter died on their lips, as if by magic. Mm -hmm. From here, the copy transitions into the put your claims in action part, which we've already heard. What you just heard was 200 words. Caples did a damn good job and got a lot done in just a few paragraphs. But most important, he brought in the audience, inside the ad, the audience, and really created the tension the player must have felt from other people in the room as he was making his debut. So the takeaway here is don't just bring in an audience to drool and applaud or to become a cheerleading squad. That's the temptation. Your natural inclination is to put everyone on the hero's side. Life kind of don't work that way. In Capel's story, they're behaving the way real people do. They're joking about putting Jack the piano player to death. Arthur, the established good piano player, mocks Jack. And I can tell you from experience, those kind of things really do happen in real life. So putting these kind of things skillfully into your copy makes it more compelling.
0: What I like about what John did in this one also is it addresses the skepticism that the reader has. The reader is thinking, oh, you can't be a great piano player just from this course. Oh, I've heard before that I could learn how to play piano in a weekend or whatever the case may be. There's that sense of skepticism and you get to live out that sense of skepticism only to have it be, I I don't want to say thrown back in your face, but only to have the great reveal. So it meets you where you're at and says, yeah, you're not the only skeptic. All the people in the audience were also skeptics. And then it says, but then we showed them, and I think that was a great a great way of taking the energy that was already there and redirecting it the way that you want it to go
1: yeah good good point. I agree, and I have nothing to add to that all right, fifth intensification step, the damaging admission now Gene has a slightly different description of this step, the fifth step, which is and what he describes is which it's like what you do at a crossroads close. Here's what Jean wrote. And there's no need to neglect the heaven or hell approach. Here, the negative aspect of every promise, the promise that you are liberating your prospect from forever, is painted on in its full black color. You irritate the wound, and then you apply the salve that heals it. Mm-hmm. Caples didn't do this, and I don't think that would have fit in his ad. What could have fit, though... Is something closely related another aspect of negativity call today the damaging admission the warning that as good as your product is it can't do everything you might want it to do Mm -hmm. a damaging admission adds a lot of credibility to copy as long as it doesn't destroy the main promise or claim in the ad i think what i'm about to write would fit in the ad in 2023 so I'm taking the liberty of writing some damaging admission copy for John Caples. The nerve of me. I wrote <laughs> this in today's language. Yes, you will definitely get very good very quickly and be able to amaze people at parties like I did. But don't get the idea that you will instantly be as good as Billy Joel or Valentina Lisitsa or Andre 3000. You won't. They are some of the best piano players in the world, and it does take some time to get that good. So while you probably won't be ready for Madison Square Garden or Carnegie Hall right out of the box, in just weeks you will be as good as anyone at the party, and you will have a pathway forward to get as good as you want. So damaging admission. You don't get your place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame days after you get the course. That works for me. Mm -hmm. Work for you, Nathan?
0: Yeah. What I like about this, there's two things. Number one, it relieves the too good to be true feeling. Cause if, if I feel like something's too good to be true and you don't do a damaging admission, I'm skeptically looking at it. I'm looking for the flaw. I'm looking for the red flag, but if you give it to me, I'm like, Oh, okay. That's where it was. The other thing is a lot of times you can use this to, uh, Ben Settle calls, Make your skeletons dance. Don't keep your skeletons in the closet. Pull them out and make them dance. And so your damaging admission can also be used to to say, hey, it's not for everybody. It's not for the people that want to be Andre 3000 by next week, but it is for the person who wants to totally make an impression at the next dinner party. And so if that's you, this is it. So it does two things. It relieves the too-good-to-be-true fear, and then it also qualifies. And for the people that it's right for, it lets them know, okay, this is definitely for me.
1: So let's review the five intensification steps we covered today. One, present the product. Two, put the claims in action. Three, bring in the reader. Four, bring in an audience. Five, make a damaging admission. Now, as I said at the start, I left out five of the intensification steps from this chapter so that we don't run out of time and so that you need to get and read Breakthrough Advertising. And we've included a link in the show notes.
0: And I just want to say this episode was not brought to you by Breakthrough Advertising. We're not getting a commission or anything. We're just both heavy believers in the fact that you should read this book and uh, hopefully this teaser will get you out there and get the book into your hands.
1: Yeah. And I will disclose Brian's a really nice guy and he's a friend of mine and he's been kind to me, but there's no financial relationship between us at all.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, David, man, a plethora of golden nuggets in today's episode. And uh, any idea of what we're going to be talking about next week?
1: I have an idea. Yeah. I am thinking of doing an episode about what I'm learning about mastery.
0: Oh, okay. Nice. All right. So if you don't want to miss that episode, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you want to catch previous episodes of the podcast, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com. And until next time, we will catch you later. Catch you later.
1: Hey, did you enjoy today's show? Want to help get it into the ears of more listeners? Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.